Hello, everyone, and happy Monday. This is Rob McDougal from Zank Financial here with your weekly economic update. Today is Monday, July 10th, 2023. So you may recall earlier this year, there was a lot of discussion in the press, TV, talking heads, discussing the impending U.S. recession, which, as we're halfway through the year now, obviously has not happened. So as we take a look back, take a look at the economic data points, particularly the more recent ones that we're seeing and the ones that we'll go over today that we saw last week, those that are coming up this week, it is suggestive of a economic environment that is actually uh, solid growth at this point. So we know fourth quarter last year, U.S. GDP revised number was a positive 2.6%. First quarter GDP first came in at 1.1%, then when was revised 1.3%, and ultimately revised to growth of 2.0. We always point out that the Atlanta Federal Reserve uh, does their forecast Expectation for every quarter will show that slide in a little bit, but they are coming in around 2% again for this quarter. So the economic data that has been coming in does corroborate, does give you that feeling that, yes, the economy is definitely not in a recession and is growing, and there are some very positive things going on. So when people look at the stock market and wonder why it is up on a year-to-date basis, valuations may look a little higher than they had been. The reason why is the economic data is coming up, uh, I'd say, very solid. So as we look at last week, I'll start off with the first data point that came out, which is actually one of the few negative ones that has been consistently negative all year, and that is the ISM Manufacturing Index. So it's a PMI index. It's scaled for 50. There's a manufacturing component, which we'll talk about right now, and then the service component that came out the next day. But the manufacturing component, both indexes are scaled to 50. So anything below 50 means contraction. Anything above means expansion. The higher, the better, the lower, the worse. So ISM manufacturing came in last Monday at 46. Uh, The consensus estimate was 47.1. This clearly isn't, this is one of the poorer metrics that we see. Manufacturing clearly looks like it's in recession. Uh, That's uh, the seventh month in a row that we have had less than 50 on the manufacturing index and it's also the lowest reading we've seen since at the very beginning of COVID, March 2020. So that's one data point, manufacturing not great, but then the rest for the rest of the week, very good. So one that really moved the markets last week, one that we generally don't talk about, we do follow the uh, government's employment numbers, which we'll get to. That was also released last week, but ADP is a predecessor. It always comes out a day or two before the government's numbers. ADP, their um, employment survey is only for their own customer base. So they're the largest payroll processor in the U.S. So they do have a pretty good idea of what's going on in U.S. business. But most of theirs does skew to smaller corporations. doesn't give you the whole picture. We bring it up this week only because it did move the market last week because the number was far higher than expected. ADP suggested U.S. job ads in the month of June total almost a half a million, 497,000. The expectation was only 245,000, so more than double. So that ADP strength in their employment survey actually led many to think we're growing too fast, and therefore the Fed's more likely to tighten even further, more concern about future inflation. So 
hold that thought because we'll take a look at the um, the markets last week, and they were down across the board. And I think a large part of it was because of the concern from that ADP survey, which looked like maybe the labor markets are again just too hot. But so on Thursday we did have the initial claims uh, number for June or, or for the week before. This is a weekly number. It came in at 248,000. Now, we had a big spike up from 233,000 at the end of May up to 260,000 for three consecutive weeks. Two weeks ago, it dropped back down to 236, came in at 248, a little higher than expected. Bottom line is it looks like we've ratcheted up a little like a new level, that uh, base level that we're hitting on initial jobless claims. Now, ISM non-manufacturing survey, we mentioned the manufacturing earlier. The service component, really strong, significant increase over the month before. And the expectation was it would come in at 51.1, actually came in closer to 53.9. So uh, services clearly driving the economy, manufacturing not. Now, uh, the U.S. numbers for payroll, the non-farm payroll for June came in. Uh, that actually came in lower than expectation. It was reported last Friday. The expectation was it would come in at 220,000. It came in at 209,000. Now, this is a number that over the last prior 14 months had beaten consensus estimates 13 out of 14. So it was a little bit surprising. The consensus was 220. The number came in at 209. So I think this calmed the markets at least a little bit in terms of labor pressure uh, and potential labor price pressure. So I mentioned GDP expectations. We'll throw the chart up there. But the uh, Federal Reserve Bank of Atlanta did actually take up their estimate for the second quarter from 1.9% growth up to 2.1% growth. At uh, the same time all this was happening last week, inflation expectations, they inched up a little bit. But the 10-year expectation, 10-year Treasury minus the 10-year tips, came in at 2.27, a very, very low number. Now, in terms of Fed expectations, Fed rate increases pretty much locked in. The next Fed meeting is July 26th. They'll be announcing their rate decision. 92.4% probability now baked in that they will do a 25 basis point increase. So that's consistent with a week ago, but only a month ago, that was only 53%. So expectations definitely have moved up in terms of how aggressive the Fed or the Fed's continuing uh, tightening stance. So 92.4% chance of a 25 basis point. Then we take a look at the end of the year. The expectations built into the Fed fund future market suggest at least a 36% chance that will end the year 50 basis points higher than we're at right now. And currently, we're at a range of 500 to 525 basis points. So again, 36% odds that will end the year at 550 to 575. So last week, how did the markets react? I already prefaced it. The fact that the markets were off uh, considerably last week, the S&P 500 down 1.1%. Uh, both value and small cap outperformed, but there wasn't that great of a difference. On a year-to-date basis, uh, the return for the S&P 500 very strong, up 15.6%. Far better than what we see in the international market. So international last week, the MSCI World XUS index that we use, that was down 2.1%. Uh, and on a year-to-date basis, it's up 7.1%. So again, S&P 500 up 15.6 year-to-date, 
rest of the world up 7.1%. So domestic again this year, outperforming international, which is good for our portfolios. Um, virtually all of our portfolios are definitely biased versus our benchmark, definitely biased towards domestic versus international. Last thing on returns last week was fixed income returns were very poor. Uh, last week, the 10-year yield rose 23 basis points. That is a considerable move. In fact, the U.S. long government bond index last week was down 3.27%. Uh, the two-year was also uh, yield was also up last week, up 12 basis points. So the Bloomberg U.S. aggregate bond index that we always quote, that was down 1.3%. So total for this year, again, I mentioned S&P 500 of 15.6, rest of the world equities up 7.1, fixed income now still positive, but not by much, that Bloomberg U.S. aggregate bond index up 0.77% on a year-to-date basis. So let's talk about the uh, economic releases coming up this week. The real focus this week, inflation. And at the end of the week, we get the University of Michigan Consumer Sentiment Index. So on Wednesday, we get the CPI numbers. I'm really looking forward to this because uh, I, I continue to see, we continue to see many uh, talking heads on TV, economists talk about the fact that inflation is so sticky and concern. The Federal Reserve continues to hammer the point that we're well above their 2.0 PCE index that they're, um, that they're targeting. That's all true, but actually the scale um, and the timing of inflation receding, I think has been pretty impressive. So if you just use the CPI last year, June, it peaked at 9.1%, and we'll include the chart here. It has stepped down every month since. And why I'm looking forward to this week is because the expectation is for June, the CPI index is going to be up 0.3% month over month. If that does happen, what we're going to see is a CPI over 12-month rolling basis is going to fall to 3.1%. Remember, a year ago, June, 9.1%. The reason it's improved so much, particularly this month, is we're going to be dropping off that 9.1% and then rolling in a much lower number. And we're going to continue to see that going forward. So inflation definitely moving in the right direction. Will we hit the Federal Reserve's? PCE target of 2.0 in the next six months? No, but we're certainly moving towards that, which to me, thanks the Federal Reserve, in terms of their tightening, they have to be pretty careful. They could easily over-tighten in this environment. So also on Wednesday, we're going to have the core, CP, the core CPI number. That is expected to be up 0.3% month over month. If that does happen, uh, then June will drop to year over year, just like the regular CPI index. The core CPI index will drop to 5.0. That will be the lowest level that we've seen since November of 2021. Uh, also, uh, the next day, Thursday, we get the PPI producer price index uh, for the June month number. The expectation is it's going to be up 0.2% month over month. Interesting thing, if you look over the last four months, Three of those four months, the PPI has been negative, a negative 0.1, negative 0.4, and a negative 0.3. So again, PPI definitely trending in the right direction. So if we do get that 0.4% um, month over month PPI for June, that will take the 12-month series year over year down to a 1.1% increase over the year before. 
So again, I'll rest my case here, but I do think, we do think, inflation has been coming down at a very reasonable, rational pace. Therefore, we just argue the Federal Reserve, I think their work is pretty much done in terms of the rate hikes uh, that we've been seeing. So the last thing is just on Friday, University of Michigan Consumer Sentiment for June. The consensus is it's going to come in at 65.6. If it does, that will mark the fifth consecutive month of greater than 60. So that looks very positive to us. So that is it for the recap and for the returns for the market last week and the review or preview of this week's economic activity. Thank you very much for attending. Look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you.